Sans Pants Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of All the Small Games. My name is Andrew Levins. I am Jonathan Valenzuela. And we are here to tell you all about the best indie games that we've been playing in the last week. It's been a hell of a week. I may have played the best indie game I've played this year. Damn. Maybe even the best game I've played this year. Really? It's surprisingly similar to my favourite game of last year. Oh. So, <laughs> it turns out I have a type. You do. You really do. Uh, so today on the show we're going to be talking about uh, the new game Blasphemous mm-hmm. um, and also another game called Wilmot's Warehouse. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but before we get into those fantastic games, we've got some more fantastic games news. Um, there's been a, a ton of announcements uh, since we last recorded. Uh, just a ridiculous amount of announcements. It's PAX West time. PAX, PAX West finished about four or five days ago. Big, big, probably like biggest independent games. Is it, yeah. Is it independent games? Yeah. That's what they specialize it's, in, right? It's mainly indie games. Uh, they, they do like the huge brands have their presence there. Yep. There's your Playstations, your Xboxes, etc. But it really does like it's the it's the convention that has what's called the indie mega booth, which is I think this year it was like sixty nine developers. Fuck nice. yeah, nice, bro! Showing like sixty eight games or something. No, it was the other way around. It was sixty nine games, which is so, like better in a way. Um, but yeah, so they they really do have a good focus on indie games, and there's always like a lot of cool shit that comes out of it. Yeah. Um, so we had a, a bunch of other videos, like developers and publishers doing um, video stuff for us to watch some news. Um, I feel like two episodes ago, I was lamenting the fact that we didn't get any news about uh, Shovel Knight's final DLC. Sure. Um, and also that we don't have a date yet for Untitled Goose Game. And both of those, uh, we got updates on yes. uh, within days after the recording. Uh, so Almost like they listened to the pod. I doubt like, that very let's much. Hook that, let's hook these guys up. Uh, so from um, Yacht Club Games, uh, the publishers of Shovel Knight, uh, not only did they announce, uh, they didn't give us a, a, a strict release date. Yeah. Um, the final um, uh, DLC package for Shovel Knight in the Treasure Trove, which you'll get for free if you've if you've uh, already purchased the Shovel Knight Treasure Trove collection, which mm-hmm. is a must get if you haven't got it already. Do you of get co- it? You I've, get I've it? got it. Yeah. On which platform? Switch. Nice. And I might have it on PC as well, but Double who nice. knows? I think I have it on Switch my, and Wii U. My Steam library is just covered in cobwebs now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Shovel Knight King of Cards is the final campaign And it, um, that's going to be Basically they, what they do is they repackage the game You can play through it as one of the bosses that you fought in the initial game So yeah. they've done a Plague Knight campaign A, um, what's his name, like Shadow Knight or something yeah. That was the best one, Plague of Shadows, Plague, whatever that, He was awesome um, and, uh, uh, and now they're doing... Um, King of Cards. King of Cards. His name is not Card Knight, though. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, apparently, I'm looking forward to this game immensely, and I can't remember any of the important facts from it. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're getting the final King of Cards uh, package. is going to come out in December. Right. Um, alongside Shovel Knight Showdown, which is a fighting game, a la kind of like a Smash Brothers kind of uh, yeah. fighter. So where- not like a Street Fighter, but more of a... Yeah, you, you, I think it's like, yeah, knock, knock the knights out of the okay, arena kind cool, of fun yeah. thing. You can play as one of the many knights in the game. It's multiplayer. It looks really fun. Um, again, all part of the Treasure Trove, uh, which is, you know, free if you've, if you've already bought it, which yep. is awesome. 
Um, so all that's coming in December, along with some um, new Shovel Knight Amiibo, including a gold Shovel Knight Amiibo. I think I've given up on Amiibo, but I might have to get that one. Yeah, no, you have not given up on Amiibo if there's a gold Shovel Knight one that's coming. That's true. Uh, and then uh, we also got uh, a big surprise announcement uh, that there is a new Shovel Knight game, uh, a game that is being made uh, by Yacht Club alongside um, Nitrome, who uh, we reviewed Bomb Chicken. Yeah. They, they made that game. Uh, and they have a, a long history of like... Flash games and uh, yeah, and like a lot of mobile games as well. They've made some very cool mobile titles. I love their logo, yeah, and their, and their title screen on their games. Yeah, so looking forward to that yeah. at the very least. Uh, but they're teaming up for Shovel Knight Dig, which looks to be a um, uh, a roguelite kind of game yeah. where you are where you are digging downwards, um, like like Steamworld Dig, except yeah. you are the Shovel Knight. You have a shovel. It's and fine. Yeah. Steam, and Steamwall didn't trademark it, the word dig. It makes sense. Dig Doug did. Uh, <laughs> did they get Doug as well? No. No. no, no. Doug Dis- Mulray Dis- did. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I think they've added... There's a couple new knights being added to Shovel Knight yeah, Day, yeah, yeah. which is rad. Yeah, super like cool. Like Emerald Knight or something like that. Yeah. Something look, mineral-based. It looks so much... Like, tons of fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, um, they announced that uh, you can now choose for all your characters to be genderless. Which is cool. cool. Yeah. Inclusion's great. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so Shovel Knight is really going down. and uh, <laughs> Literally I, I can... in, in Shovel That's Knight right. Dig. Yeah, yeah. Um, Plague Knight, Spectre Knight, King Knight. King Knight. Those are cool. the knights that I forgot. So uh, that's it from the um, King of Cards. Sorry, yeah, the, from, that's it from Yacht Club. Um, we also got a game that we're very much looking forward to called Untitled Goose Games. So excited. It has finally a release date was revealed. And this is, you've got to understand, this is over the last week. This is like late August. They revealed that the game is coming out on the 20th of September. So there's not even like months of anticipation or anything. Like I, it came out and I was like, in three weeks, I'm going to be playing Untitled Goose Game. I never thought I'd see the day. Like I was going to pass this passion down to my, my children <laughs> and my grandchildren. And finally, my great-grandchildren would be like, this one's for you, great-grandpop. But uh, yeah, it's coming out September 20th on definitely Switch. Um, I think PC as well. And yeah, um, and Mac. Mac. Yeah. Um, and they're sticking with the name Untitled Goose Game, which, yep, which is, is great. Which is cool. I think that's just a really fun decision. This is a game where you play a horrible goose who just wants to fuck up everybody's day. Yeah. It's been made by um, Australian developers Havoc House. Sorry, House House. House House. Yeah. House House. And uh, being published by Panic Inc. Yeah. The guys that did uh, published. Um, you're a guy with huge hands. You're in the Firewatch. Firewatch. Oh, Firewatch. Yeah. You're a guy with huge hands. <laughs> yeah, the game. that's the one thing I picked up on. They're also Panic Inc. Are also the ones deliver it. Like they're making that little handheld Game Boy like console. Oh, that's right. Where it doesn't like you. You you, you, you want turn the crank to use. You, yeah. you turn the crank to use it, but it's like instead of buying cartridges every week over twelve weeks, a new game is released and or, downloaded to it. Doesn't it unlock? I think so. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. Pretty but great. One yeah. of the games is made by the Katamari guy. Oh, dope. That's why I'm going to get one. But yeah, it's, um, it's a really interesting remix of the console. They're, they're, they do great stuff. Yeah. But uh, I'm very excited for Untitled, Untitled Goose Game. So excited. I'm annoyed it's coming out the same day as the Link's Awakening remake. But um, uh, Sorry, Link. You have, you have no attachment to Zelda franchise no. at all. So yeah, you can... Uh, it's my Honk's Awakening. I reckon I can probably... I reckon Untitled Goose Game. What do you reckon? Five, ten hours? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I can smash yeah. that up. It's, it's a small... Link, Link can wait a couple hours. Yeah, of course. Um, and then um, there was a uh, Nintendo Direct yesterday yeah. at the time of recording. Um, and uh, 
lot it, of lot of focus on bigger titles, but there were a few indies well, squirreled in there. Yeah, and the, the biggest news is that um, the uh, beloved indie game of last year that uh, I was like, oh, do I want to get get a PC so I can play this? Uh, <laughs> You've re- got to stop doing that. I think about it. I never yeah, do it. I can, I'm allowed to think about it. Don't stop me from thinking, all right? <laughs> what are you, the Chinese government? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay, cool. It's been great doing this podcast. <laughs> Um, the return, sorry, return of the Obradin. Yes, uh, which was uh, developed and uh, made by Lucas Pope, previously of Papers Please fame. Excellent. Um, it is like a black and white, um, yeah, like mystery a, puzzle game, like almost a one-bit old Mac, yeah, kind of style graphics. I, I think the graphical, like, it looks yeah. so cool, and it's like, like he's really smart for choosing that. Yeah, look, it really stands out. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's a puzzle game where basically you are. You're on this ship where something has happened and you have a, I think it's like a, a watch that's able to rewind time. Mm. So you're essentially rewinding time and, and the, the sort of ghosts of these people are acting out their final moments kind of thing. And you need to go through and work out what exactly happened on this ship. Really excited for it. It's been, it's gotten rave. It's been out on PC, I think, for like... A- Apparently it was on Mac too, so this whole yeah. time I could have played it. Yeah. Oh, well. well. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Look, I have a PC as well. I never got around to it. But um, uh, been out for a while on those on that, those platforms, but coming to Switch has been like... Every time someone mentions Return to Obra Dinn, I always just think, can it just come out on Switch already, please? Yeah. yeah. Very um, excited for that one. Yeah. Um, super no, cool. No release date as yet, I think. Yeah, I just said this fall. This fall, so which be would be our spring. sometime over the next we're three months. We're in spring. Months. It could be tomorrow. Yeah. It could be... Two and a half if months from now. If it's on September twenty, we're gonna have serious <laughs> problems. <laughs> I know. I don't think there's many things that you would choose the uh, choose over the Goose Game, though. No, Goose Game is top of the mountain. <laughs> I think like the new season of Disenchantment, the Matt Groening cartoon on Netflix comes out that day as well. But Goose Game, all the Goose way game. top. Okay. Link's Awakening, way down the bottom. Oh, full link. <laughs> Um, so uh, before we get into our reviews uh, You have a quick update from pa- the aforementioned PAX West Yeah, so I took a look through a bunch of the games That were showing at PAX West And pulled together a little top five of ones that really caught my eye Five of 69 Five of 69 um, So there's 64 more games on the Indie Mega Booth If you want to check those out yourself But here are five that I really liked to- uh, Number one, Backbone by a Canadian developer Eggnut Games That's so- a great name of a developer so really not appropriate for people with food allergies. Um, also people who don't like cum. <laughs> oh, God. Was that worse than your Chinese government joke? Um, to all extent, it's releasing on everything. Um, there's no release date as yet, but you can play the prologue on Steam. Oh, man, look at those awesome graphics. Yeah, it's a pixel art, like classic kind of pixel art, uh, noir adventure game set in post-apocalyptic Vancouver. And all the people are animals. Awesome. Um, so kind of like Black Sad. Yeah, I was going to say it looks just like Black Sad. Yeah, um, it looks like... Which is an excellent graphic like novel. You, you interrogate people, you assemble clues. Oh my God, this looks good. It looks like there are some like platforming elements to it as well at various points. It looks great. Like just the, the graphics alone I'm in love with. Yeah, the, the graphics, it's so funny. I mean, it doesn't look too dissimilar from other point-and-click adventure games we've gotten recently, but... Maybe it's just the fact that the animal's in clothes. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> the graphics are incredible. Yeah. Um, there was an awesome um, uh, comic book series that IDW published last year or the year before called Animal Noir. Okay. And that reminds me of this as well. Dope. Uh, so definitely keeping an eye on that one. As I said, no release date. But if you do play on Steam, jump on into the prologue, guys. Give it a taste. Yeah, that looks great. Next ne- one. Next up. So I think over like a few episodes ago, we were discussing like... 
how cool it is when indie games take two really disparate sort of genres and meld them together in a way. Sure. And we use the example of Yaku's Island Express, which mixes pinball with a Metroidvania sort uh-huh. of thing. Yep. This is another example of that. This is this is quite an odd one. It's by Kit Fox Games out of Canada. It's called Boyfriend Dungeon. <laughs> so it's a game where it's announced for PC and Mac, no release date yet. It is a com- it is a combination dungeon crawling roguelite and dating simulator. That's great. So above ground when you're outside of the dungeon, you sort of you court and date these people, both men and women. Um, you earn their affection, you give them gifts, you try to level up your relationship with them. All of these people, when you take them into the dungeon, become weapons. So if you've spent a lot of time like paying attention to someone, you kind of level up their stats, they become a more powerful weapon sort of thing. Yep. So it's this interesting, like, you got to, you know, and while you, in the dungeon, you sort of like, you kill monsters, you, you gain loot and stuff that you use to give as gifts to these people, which in turn levels them up and makes them more effective in the dungeon. Um, it's just, it looks wild. Like it's one of those things where I'm like, I, like, I want to play this just to see how the two mesh together. Yeah. At some point though, it does feel like people just write a bunch of genres on a, on a wall and throw darts at two of them. Like, oh, we've done it. We've got it. Cool. Dating sim roguelite. Done. Um, I don't know if it's reached that point with this, but I think it's like, it's, it's clearly a very like interesting and singular vision. Very, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah very, that, very that much great. into that when that comes out. It's been around for a while, but it was good to see that. Like, apparently, they debuted one of the new weapons at um, at PAX. I saw a few reviews, kind of talking about like what it was like to play. Seems great. Really into it. Uh, next up, a game that I just showed you the trailer for. It's called Kunai. It's by Turtle Blaze Games out of Netherlands, the Netherlands. Uh, coming to PC and Switch, no release date yet. It's a Metroidvania. Hell yeah. Uh, you play as this cute little robot that's had like the soul of a ninja fused into it. Um, reminds me very slightly of uh, Gato Robato in terms of like graphics to a little bit. Yeah, this is a little bit more flashy. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and like it also that means it also looks a lot more kind of fluid than, uh, you know, like the kind of very, very, you know, pixel art graphics sometimes yeah. can seem a little bit, you know. It's it's less six, frames or whatever. Sixteen bit kind of yeah, thing. Like yeah. it's a bit of an upgrade sort of thing. But yeah. it looks really fun. Um the the little robot is very cute. Uh looking forward to seeing more of that one. Kunai's are, the, are those cool little throwing ninja throwing knife things. Oh, are they? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You weeb. I used to be a ninja. Oh right. <laughs> My dad was a ninja. Yeah. I'm uh I'm Irish ninja. Um next up we have a game called Wave Break, uh by Funktronic Labs out of the US. Hell of a name. Uh, coming to all consoles, no release date yet. It is in the same way that Skateburb, Skateburb, Skateburb caught our eye from um, where, where did that come from? E three, I think. Yeah, or, it was the kind of funny showcase. Yeah, kind of funny showcase. This is a similar kind of thing. You play as little animals cruising around in like the speedboats they use to smuggle coke in Miami, mm-hmm. and it's a skating game essentially. You can do like you can go off jumps and do flips and grind rails and but, stuff but like you're that. In a boat. Uh, but you're in a boat and it also has like a combat element as well. So you can like shoot stuff and uh, it's built mainly for multiplayer, but there is a single player campaign that's apparently like very Miami Vice inspired. Yeah, it looks super fun. Yeah. You can, it, you can tell that just from the logo of it. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, a, that's a little ridiculous one that I'm looking forward to. So Functronic Labs have mostly done a lot of VR games. Yes. This is not VR though, which is great. I'm happy about because we can play more people can play it. Uh, 
I realise I've actually got six, but oh the, the, the sixth one's a bonus because it's just for me. But the fifth one is Norman's <laughs> Night In. It's, I'll stop the recording so yeah. you can tell it to yourself. <laughs> tell me now, John. Bleep. Um, Norman's Night In by Bactory and Games from the US. It's coming to PC, iOS, and Android on September 18. So it's oh, going to be got two days to play, to play it very before busy. you honk well, your life away. Well, no, because there's another game on September 19th, Overland, which I've been waiting on for quite a while. Uh, oh, yeah, Overland's out soon. Yeah, yeah by a developer, uh, by published by Finchie. Can't remember who developed it, but I saw that Castle Crashes is out that week too. It's coming, oh, really? coming to Switch. The, uh, one of the, one of my first, you know, like indie games that I played and loved. Yeah, on uh, PlayStation three ages yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, seems about right. I think, I think it was initially like a, a Microsoft Live Arcade game. Yeah, it was. It was Xbox three sixty. Yeah. Uh, exclusive for a while Anyway, Norman's Night End by Bactrian Games from the US Coming to PC, iOS and Android On September 18 You play a guy called Norman Who is exploring this cave The gameplay is You play as his bowling ball <laughs> And you move around By like slingshotting the bowling ball Into his stomach And like <laughs> smacking him around the level Essentially That's crazy Yeah, it looks really weird and really fun Um uh, not, I don't know much more details beyond that, but I watched the watched the gameplay video and looks just weird. Yeah, cool. weird games are the best. Yeah, uh, and the last one. Speaking of weird games, is uh, a, the third in a series that I have very mixed feelings about. It's um, Cook Serve Delicious Three. So I was I loved Cook Serve Delicious One. You play as a guy running a restaurant. Um, it's sort of like a time management restaurant sim where you need to make dishes and serve them to customers as quickly as possible. In number one, you're running your own restaurant. You're attempting to get like a five-star rating. So each day you're trying to be as perfect as possible to level up, level up, level up. The second... Okay, Sierra. Yeah. <laughs> she has a song called Level Up. All right. The, cor- the chorus goes, level up, level up, level up, level up, level up. I was like, Sierra Games? <laughs> Um, the second one, however, Sierra. Sorry. Uh, the second one, however, the skyscraper that your restaurant was in, the people who own it got done for fraud, so you lose your restaurant. And then it's kind of like you can go and do all these challenges at other restaurants, but there's no real progression to it. Right. So it was just like it wasn't as fun. It didn't have that sense of like, cool, I've made it through another day. This is excellent. I've I've upgraded a star, whatever. So I loved number one, hated number two. They announced number three at PAX West. Number three, it's the year 2042. <laughs> uh, I think there's a post-apocalyptic element to it because it's set in the remaining states of America. Yep. So it's no longer united, it's now remaining. You are now running a food truck. And the whole thing is, the game is based around like you're on a road trip across America to go to a food truck championship in like Nashville or something like that. So... Instead of having your own restaurant, you're doing each stop. Um, and I think on the way to each stop, you can get orders on your phone beforehand so you can start preparing food before you even arrive. The The trailer that they posted ends with a rival food truck doing a drive-by shooting on you. <laughs> and I get the feeling that it's going to involve elements where you can like attack back because you have two robot helpers. One's the driver and one's the guardian. So... I'm just. This looks bonkers. I'm so excited for it. The like, food is like photorealistic. Yeah, it's really like it's good looking food. They've they've like increased the number of food items you can have on the menu. 
What did you play the first and second game on? Uh, PC, and I will be playing this one on PC as well. It, I'm guessing, like, I think Cook Save Delicious 2 is on Switch and maybe the first one as well. Definitely on other consoles, but, like... It's a mouse game. Not even. It's a keyboard game. Oh, right. Like, you can press... You press keys to add various ingredients, and when you're in the zone, it's like... It's almost like a typing tutor. <laughs> like, just knowing... Like, not even looking at the keyboard, like, typing, you know, the letters you need to type... Just great. Really, like, it's, it's one of those games where each, each service becomes this almost panicky rush. And if you pull it off perfectly, you just lean back from your... Or I would lean back from my computer and be like, oh, my God, that was good. <laughs> cool, great. You're, you've been mispronouncing the game title, though. It's called Cook, Serve, Delicious 3? 3? Question yeah, mark. that's right. It's like question mark and exclamation. Anyway, that's PAX. That's, uh, that's the stuff I really liked on PAX. Yeah, awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Which means now we can officially get into this week's game reviews. Yes. I've been playing a game called Blasphemous. Um, and uh, this is a game that I'd, I've seen little clips and trailers from over time. It's, it, was, I, I just, it struck me as a very gory pixel art game where you play as a, as a guy with a sword. It's sort of, for me, it had the vibe of like classic metal album cover kind of game yeah sure yeah yeah so it's like it's a i mean i don't know how, like it's a it's a gothic horror metroidvania but it has catholic yeah very like medieval war. catholic sort of themes to it spanish catholics yeah it's, it's been developed by some guys called the game kitchen who uh i think are spanish see um, <laughs> 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 um and uh this is a Look, I, I, I thought this is... I knew it was going to have Metroidvania elements. What I didn't realize was that this game, after being disappointed by um, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night... Sure. Um, because I you know, had only finished Castlevania Symphony of the Night like a few months before that, and I was like, hell yeah, sign me up for like you know the same game 20 years later by yeah. the same team. Um, and, you know, they, they instead of going with pixel art, Bloodstained went with 3D rendered. There was like so many bugs... And, uh, and and just lag when you played on the Switch, so it was disappointing. It is a game that I do want to return to at some point. Actually, was, have there been any updates about like Switch patches? Or they anything? haven't patched it yet. No, lame. They've they've added stuff to it to the game, but they haven't patched it yet. It's pretty infuriating. More like dud stained. Um, don't say that yet. Give it a year. <laughs> More like currently dud stained. <laughs> uh, potentially dud stained. Um, but uh, what I wasn't expecting was that. Uh, wait, wait, no blood. No, Blasphemous. Sorry, they're, doing yes. very, they're very easy. I was like, wait a minute, which game am I talking about again? Blasphemous, on the other hand, this fantastic uh, game by the Game Kitchen. Um, they are. Uh, Blasphemous is like beautiful, like some of the best pixel art you'll ever see. And if, mm. if you're like me and you are somewhat sadistic when it comes to um, gore, but like kind of cute gore. Yeah, like I love pixel art gore. Yes, um, and uh, like I, one of my favorite games growing up was a PlayStation One game called Heart of Darkness, where you played a kid who um, basically it was like you know like it was on it was like an adventure game kind of, yeah. but like the there was basically the kid could, could die in so many different awful ways, um, mostly at the, at the in the mouths of different aliens and things like that. Um, and uh, I just used to love, and every now and then I'll still I'll look up like a um, Heart of Darkness like death animations and just watch them all because they're all so beautifully animated. Do not show those to Archie. No. <laughs> uh, but the the level of detail in the pixel art, like, so basically I know that this team um, 
working on Blasphemous Game. It, it, it's, I think it's about seven members strong at the moment. Sure. It was five when it started. At its peak, it had 15 members working on... Good just lot. A majority of them were just working on pixel art. And when you see the level of detail in this game, you will realize, like, you know... Why they needed that many people to work on this? Yeah. So basically, you you play the penitent one. Yes. Penitent. The penitent. Penitent. One. Penitent one. Um, and uh, you are someone on a mission, a pilgrimage, if you will. Um, and oh, uh, well. And you basically have to, uh, you know, get get rid of the evil in this world. Yes. Um, in this like yeah, like this Spanish Catholic Gothic uh, like castle landscape. It's it's so much like Castlevania, but in such a good way. It's taken so many elements of car- of Metroidvania's. Since then, and even like I guess like elements of like the Dark Souls games, um, uh, and and just turn them into something, turn it into such a, this great modern feeling game, which is what I really wanted to get out of Bloodstained. Instead, this feels like this feels like what Castlevania Symphony of the Night would be if you made it now. Yeah, but it, but the lore is completely different and adds something new. Make this it's such a unique There's game so because much of it. Lore too. I've had a t- I had I've had a taste of this game. You're like ninety four percent. Yeah, yeah. Did so you, did you get? I have not. I, I have. I have not beaten the final boss yet. I wanted to do it with a hundred percent, but I think I. So the, there are puzzles in this game. There are really, really tough enemies in this game. Um, but it is. I, I think I've. I reckon that when I finally get, you know, Nintendo don't tell you how long you've been playing a game until yeah. you, you've had it for ten days. Yeah. I think that's a couple of days away. I could be able to let everyone know next week how many hours I put into it. But I think I was expecting this game to be around like 15, 20 hours. I'm pretty sure I put in easily double that, like around the wow. 40, 40 mark. Damn, okay. Uh, I've been up all night, every single night in the last week playing this nonstop because these are the kind of games where like I'm, I'm really good. I love Metrovanias. They're my favorite. You know, I love the exploration vibe of it. I love the fact that you'll be walking through a room and you'll see something and you can't access it yet. And you're like, oh, soon I'll be able to come back and get this. And you're always taking mental notes. You're remembering mm. but a game like hollow knight which was my favorite game of last year also a metroidvania i played it you know a year-ish after it had come out on pc so there was so many hundreds and thousands of other people that had written guides or like had made maps that showed you important locations that the in in in-game map doesn't show you so whenever i was like fuck i know i need to go and find this thing so i can like you know solve this puzzle i can't remember where the hell i saw that thing i would consult the map of course I'm one of less than a hundred people that are playing Blasphemous before it comes out on the tenth, which yeah. is uh, it'll come out like tomorrow if you if you listen to this the day we put the episode up. Um, there's nothing online, yeah, of course. So I got to I got to about eighty five percent before I caved, and I've tracked down uh, Enrique Colonnais, um, who is at Baxion on um, on Twitter. He is one of the developers. Oh wow! And level designers. Um, he's also a, he's also a, a voice actor, so I think he's lent his voice to a few characters in this game, um, and he works for uh, for the Game Kitchen. Um, and I I wrote I wrote to him and I was like, hey man, I'm playing a review copy of this. Uh, I love it to death. It's possibly my favorite game of the year, but I'm stuck on a few things. And he was like, I mean, he was just stoked that someone was oh, talking right. about the game, and he was he's been so helpful. Awesome. Because also like I'm playing an early an earlier build on the ge- of the game than what is going to be out when it gets released oh, properly. Okay, so okay. there's a few glitches, and he's just asking for feedback in, in general on that. It's really really fun. It's been there's been such an amazing experience. Yeah. Like, um, it is the best thing about Metrovania games. Like the, there's a few moments I love in them. The best thing is like when you first get to a new area, it's so terrifying because this is the kind of game where if you die, 
you go back to where you la- to the last save point you checked in. Yeah, at. they have like shrines. That's right. So which is similar to Hollow Knight, where Hollow Knight, if you died, you lost all of your coins. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then you had to, then when you you had to basically track down where you died to 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 fight a, a dark soul version of yourself, um, and then you got your coins back. Uh, in this one, when you die, you leave behind your guilt. Yes. And you have to go, and you have to go back to where you died, and and basically reclaim your guilt. Right. And if you can't find your guilt, or if you can, you know, if, if there's a, if there's a really hard enemy to, to, that's stopping you from getting it, uh, you ha- you can go find a confessor, and the right. and the confessor uh, like rids you of your guilt. Which there was a similar person in Hollow Knight. That's well. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to pay him money to, yeah. like, or tears. You, you, it's there's you know, I've got there's all kind of weird currencies and different you know, yeah. things. You can you collect rosary beads. The rosary beads give you different elements. You can only equip so um, so many depending on how many knots your rosary beads have. Um, you can upgrade your sword so it does different um, like cool special moves and yep. like you can fire projectiles. Um, there are relics that you have to like complete side missions and then they grant you special power-ups that can allow you to access areas that you weren't able to before. There are so many weird side missions and very obtuse puzzles. Um, so this, this last 10% um, has been like very, very like, like just please just give me a hint, man. Enrique, you go, do, 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 me, do me a solid yeah. here. I'm, I want to try and finish this before it comes out. I will um, pan this on the podcast. No, I'll we'll never do that. Of course. But of this course. game is like... The music is 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 gorgeous. Like, uh, in fact, I'm going to end the episode with a with a song from it. The um, the uh, Carlos Viola is the uh, is the composer. You know um, what? I, you know what I love. If you get to 99, percent you're like, all right, here we go, cool, 100. percent And the last boss is like, please sit down and play chess with me. And you're like, <laughs> oh no! And I have to learn, become a chess yeah. master. Um, I've like I said, I've had just a little taste of this game. I think I'm up to like the second or third area kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I messaged you and said like my first impression of this game is religion is fucked up. Yeah, because <laughs> there's like after I killed the first boss, there's a little cutscene where you like take your pointed hood off, fill it with the blood of your the boss, and then put it back on again. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, it's the best. This is horrifying, it's, man. And some of the, the the creativity in the bosses, especially the boss, like so, yeah, like you know, it's classic Metroidvania shit where like you know, there's unique enemies in each in each of the different um, areas that you that you make your way through and explore. Um, and there's some pretty difficult platforming sections. Get ready to absolutely hate the jump range of the character, right? But in a, in the best way, it's like if you don't time it right, you'll you know you'll kill yourself in spikes or a pit or whatever. Yep, done it a few times. There's the, early on in the game that was my biggest criticism was that there was like you know you spend so much time um, trying to uh, increase your your health um, and and being able to refill your health and like you know you, you have these like uh, bile jars that you that you yeah. smash over yourself and you give yourself more health that way. Um, but uh, if you land in spikes or a pit, you're just dead instantly. Yeah, and there was... are a lot of spikes and there are a lot of pits. Yeah, I'm I'm currently stuck on a bit where like I need to jump across ladders. Like you jump, across, it's easy to jump across, and like you pick something up there. Yep. But then jumping back is much harder, and I keep just falling in the spikes and dying. Yeah. And my guilt is sitting there, and I'm like, do I bother? Because <laughs> that's the other thing with like. In Hollow Knight, you mentioned you just lose currency until you go back and and kill the your shadow self. Then you get your currency back. In this, when you leave guilt, you actually because there's a there's a like a 
power bar so yeah the, figure the, or something magic or, in this is prayers yeah so you tell you do, do a prayer and it's an it's a special attack but if you like when you leave guilt behind it it shortens yeah thorns cover your, thorns your, your, cover your, your prayer your magic bar basically yeah. yeah so it's just like oh right and you're also limited in the amount of tears that you can collect which you do need a lot of to buy yeah. um, upgrades and, and things like that and yeah. get rid of your guilt um i love every time when i'm fighting an enemy every time it flashes red and a little x comes up above so I was gonna say, yeah you're gonna get like a sick execution yeah it's like you know like a finish him yeah. mortal combat-esque like super gory like pixel art execution of, of almost every character every every enemy the one i've the one i've seen the most of so far is there are enemies that have like big shields that they're hiding behind and to attack them you need to like parry their blows it has a parry system you parry it opens them up for an attack executing those guys you like run up on their shields and just crush them underneath and every time it happens i'm like (laughs) yeah there's some incredible ones like I like you know, like take take the weapon away from some of them and like you know stab them with it and yeah. chop chop off limbs and you know it's just just it's great stuff everyone yeah. explodes in a pile of blood and ooze it's excellent um, but like what what this absolutely nails is that like that that mixture of fear and 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 wonder when you get to a new area where you're so excited to be in a new area but the enemies are that much stronger and you've never encountered them before you don't know what their patterns are mm. and you know that if you keep progressing further and further and the, and you can see the branching paths and the different rooms and you're like oh my god do I backtrack and see what was in that room back there? What if that was where the save point is? You're desperately looking for the save point so you don't lose all your progress. Um, that is a, a thrill, absolute yeah. thrill. The other thing this does is the boss battles are so fucking hard. Yeah. Like, that's I. Me. That's me done. The last six boss, like the last so four, three or four bosses I've done are like the second Hornet fight in Hollow Knight hard. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you ever beat that? Uh, I think, yeah. But God, it took me like yeah, yeah. 60, 60 tries the, to get it done. The the penultimate boss just was just so, so many tries where I couldn't like... So I I have... I've... I realized that I I was about to finish the final boss and I let myself die so I could go back and try and 100% the game first. Right. But um, if these some of these puzzles are just so ridiculous, I might just finish the game and then, and then, and then check out a guide. When yeah. I, yeah. I, got, I got to 86% with no guides. Um, That's beat, pretty good. Beat the penultimate boss. Realized I was at the final boss. Then wrote to the developer. So right. I'm pretty proud of my efforts. <laughs> there, there are some very tricky parts in this game, and, and and especially like some of the side mission stuff. Like it's wonderfully obtuse in in the best way. Yeah. Um. You're like you're like oh okay. I would never would have thought of that. But yeah, it's 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 really really fun. It's gorgeous. The music's excellent. The story and lore is like creepy and weird. Very creepy. The boss. Yeah. Like I mentioned before, the boss designs are so so clever and and different like one of them is like a he's like a sleeping bishop the the, the the sleeping skeleton of a of a bishop right but he's gigantic and he's, he's in a coffin and he's being held up by the arms of his supporters oh. who try so for, so in order to attack him you have to attack the arms first okay then they drop the coffin and then you can attack you can slash at his head right but he he has like a he can attack you and then also hands come out of nowhere and just slap you around like giant hands. There's another one like it's like it's like this like giant baby that can control. I think that, that, this is the one one of the bosses you see you can see in the trailer. This giant baby who controls like this weird monster. Fuck, it's so good. Yeah. It's just so so good and um, weird and creepy and uh, I love even love the voice acting in it. It's great. 
Like, yeah. well, well, there's only a small amount of it, but it's really effective. And th- like, there's a jail cell area, and like, you just hear the whispers of this man praying. You know, in oh, every single cell, it's creepy. terrifying. I love it. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting further into it. My, it's and like it's top three game of the year for me, easy, damn. possibly for number one. I yeah, just but, but goose game will come out. <laughs> and... I'll, be, I'll honk this one away. Yeah, but, the honking. Um, but yeah, if, if you love Metroidvanias, I reckon I can say with full confidence that this is easily the best Metroidvania since Hollow Knight. Blasphemous by the Game Kitchen coming to everything. Uh, yeah, I think it's coming out. Uh, where have we got? It's coming out on PlayStation Four, Nintendo Switch, Microsoft Windows, and uh, PC and Xbox. Cool. There you go. Nice. Covered all the big and ones. Too, yeah. So, and it's uh, being published by Team Seventeen, who Ooh, are best known for like Loki, un- Loki goats. Yeah, they, they do some amazing stuff. British yeah. uh, publisher that best known for Worms, um, yeah. and more recently, um, Overcooked. Yeah. Uh, and and release- Yoku's Yoku's Island Express. We yeah, talked about of course, earlier as Yoku's. well. And releasing on September September the tenth. Tenth. Yeah. So the embargo for this goes up on the ninth, which is oh, when yeah. this episode is going to go up. So yeah. Sweet. Enjoy this game, everybody. I really hope you love it as much as I do. But just keep in mind that it is very it's very tough. Yes. Uh, and and all I feel like Metrovanias take a few couple you know a little bit of time to really show themselves and how great they are. It's, yeah. it's all about discovering the new areas and getting your upgrades and feeling more powerful. Like you know there are there are worlds that. Areas that I died repeatedly in over and over again. I was like, fuck this area. I, I'm going to have to... There's always different branches of paths you can yeah. take as well. There's always a different thing you could be doing instead of fighting a certain boss or trying to slug through like a really tough area. But now, like, you know, towards the end of the game, like, I can just... I can make it from one area of the map to the, to the other without without even taking damage, yeah. you know? Or, or purposely taking damage because I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually my one minor, minor, minor quibble with it is I wish you could... Because it gives you a map. I wish you could zoom in on the map a bit. Mm. Um, I get that. It's, it's pretty small. So it's like there are a few times I'm like peering at the screen like, wait, is that an opening? Can I go through there kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. give you that. There's, there's a few, there's a few uh, uh, quality of life changes that I, would, yeah. that I would love to make in this. But, uh, it's, but it's, it's nothing major. No, nothing that stops me from hampering my enjoyment of the of game. There's just a few things that I'm like, oh... You know, I wish it. Yeah, there, 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 I just unlock, I just unlock something that like that, that gives you an alert whenever you're near a secret, which is very handy. Oh, nice! But not handy enough. <laughs> it much handier is just emailing the dev. <laughs> so, uh, shouts to Game Kitchen, shouts to Blasphemous, shouts to Enrique, cool, and shouts to Carlos Viola for uh, the music you're going to hear at the end of the episode too. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So my game is Wilmot's Warehouse. Uh, I believe it's been out on PC for a while now, but it just arrived on Switch, I think, in the last week or so. Uh, it is produced, it's developed by uh, a company called Hollow Ponds and published by Finji. Uh, Finji have also published, they did uh, Night in the Woods. They've also got the upcoming game Tunic. And That's right. And also, they're doing Overland too, right? Huh? They did Overland as yes, well. Yes, yeah. they have Overland coming out as well, and even Cannabolt, the, uh, yeah. the that runner game on the on on phones. Yeah, so they've had a very interesting kind of um, uh, previous releases. But Wilmot's Warehouse is you play as this little cube working in a warehouse mm-hmm. by yourself, um, 
it's you have to like it starts with like you getting a bunch of uh, products delivered and the products are represented by little squares that have symbols in them or patterns on them or stuff like that you have three minutes to take this delivery and organize it into the warehouse the thing is you create the organization yourself there's nothing there telling you like this goes here that goes there it's up to you Ah. to put all this stuff where you think it should go once that three minute phase of delivery is finished you then have like a one and a half minute customer phase which is where four customers will come to your warehouse and go i want three of this thing or like two of this and one of that sort of thing so you then have to remember because when you move away from these little boxes if you will when you move away from these boxes you can no longer see what they are you can when you move close again it's revealed but you have to kind of keep in your head an idea of like where in the warehouse did I store this particular product? This I'm, I'm looking at this game now, like the, the 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 trailer. It looks so gorgeous and fun, and yeah. like I, I can see myself getting very obsessed with this game. It's 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 this like it's great gameplay in that sort of the puzzle comes from your own brain. Because I went through the tutorial and it's like, okay, this is how you move around. This is how you pick up a box. This is how you pick up multiple boxes. And then it goes like, right, here are a bunch of boxes, sort them into winter or hats. And so a couple of the boxes have like a snowflake, got like there's a snowflake, there's a snowman, and then the hat one is like a pirate hat and there's a baseball cap kind of thing. It's like, okay, those go over there into winter, those go over there into hats. And then it's like, right, sort this one into winter or hats. And it's like a, it's like a beanie with a bubble on the top, so <sighs> the sort of thing you'd wear during winter. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like... Well, it's up to you. Do you think that's more of a wintry item or do you think that's more of a hat item? Hat. It's a hat. Definitely. Um, I mean, let's, let's be serious here. Uh, but well, that's, that's the thing. All the organization in the warehouse, you are the person that decides what it is. So each, like after a couple of rounds of like delivery and serving customers, you get a, uh, like an untimed or time-free stock take round which is where you can then like, because with each round you successfully complete, they add more products being delivered. Oh, right, sure. So very quickly your warehouse can just become an absolute mess of stuff if you're not kind of keep on top. Because you might start by thinking like, okay, this bottle of wine should go with like the soap pump container and the jar. This bottle of wine is a hat. They're all containers. But then after a while, you're like, actually, wait, I've gotten all these new products in that are more kind of like drinks. So maybe I should rearrange my warehouse to create a new drinks section. So, yeah, it's all like it's it's a puzzle game, like I said, where a lot of the puzzle comes from you maintaining your own sense of order in this warehouse. Each each round you complete, you get stars for, particularly if you complete them under time. You can use those stars to buy upgrades. So you can upgrade the number at like... I uh, you start being able to carry six six boxes. You can carry more than six boxes. You just move at a snail's pace. Right. But you can upgrade to carry eight boxes, fine, or ten boxes, or twelve boxes. There's a dash function, so if you're not carrying anything, you can move around the warehouse a lot quicker with this dash. Uh, there are six kind of big pillars in the warehouse that take up space. You can purchase upgrades that remove those pillars, giving you more space to stock stuff. Yeah. Like there are all these like little upgrades that make life a bit easier but at the same time by the time you've earned these upgrades you've reached a point where you're getting so many products in each time that it's just it, the difficulty rises to match it kind of thing it's uh it's really cool it's a really interesting take on like 
almost I mean there's a tetrisy almost element to it because it's all about organizing things but at the same time you know deciding do blue stripes mean nautical or do you create a new section just for patterns sort of thing? <laughs> yeah sure man it looks yeah. really really good I definitely yeah. want to give this one a shot do you remember how much it was oh 20 around 20 yeah I think Blasphemous is 30 yeah, as well. that's not yeah, too bad. Yeah. Um, great, great, great price points for, for these games. Yeah. Uh, so is it, are you currently making your way through a story mode or is it a bit more open-ended no, than I, that? No, that's, that's, one, that's one hitch I had with it is that there's like, there's not a lot of structure to the gameplay. I think it's just like you play as hard and as fast as you can until you can't anymore. But I think it would have been, would have been nice to have that little layer of like a campaign structure to it. Yeah. But I mean, it's considering it's just about like, it's not a game that I would sit down and play for three hours straight because I'm not unlocking story, but it's a game that I would definitely hop into and play 20 to 40 minutes of just, like, racking my brain trying to figure out how do I organize sure, this yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, man, it looks the same. It's really, really great. Yeah. Um, did, I mention, did I mention consoles? It's out on PC, Mac, and Switch. Yeah, and they all came out at the end of last month on yeah. all those consoles. So, yeah. yeah, check cool. it out. Big shout-out to Hollow Ponds and how, how's the How's the music? Uh, it's good. Shut up. I know what you're doing here. Oh, actually, I wasn't going to, but I should. Perfect yeah. opportunity. Everyone, please uh, uh, remove John from your lives <laughs> because he doesn't. You just straight up just don't listen to music. Just don't listen to the game soundtrack. All right. In my defense, a lot of the time when I'm playing Switch, I'm on a couch with my wife and we're watching TV. I I understand that I could put headphones in yep. to listen to the soundtrack. But I don't want to like socially remove myself in that way, okay, if sure. you will. When when you know she kind of she heads off to bed, and I'm just if I'm playing the switch by myself, I'll often turn the sound on at that point, okay, yeah, yeah, and just play through that way. Like yesterday when I was playing Blasphemous after she went to bed, sound went up. You need uh, you need the sound cues for some of the boss fights. By oh, the really? Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good chat. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like you wear glasses. You've already got hindered vision. Why not rely on your <laughs> other senses? <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Welcome to the beat up John Epner part of. No, I'm asking our audience to do that. Yeah. (laughs) No, look, I I will admit I should carry a pair of headphones with it, so when I'm on the bus or something like that, I can listen to the soundtrack kind of thing. Oh, you listen to the listen to the sound. But I feel like my excuse for when I'm at home that's valid. All right, I'll give it to you. Do you just do you just ignore? No, I do. Hey Bianca, I'm playing Switch. Pop. No, we 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 watch TV together. Yeah. I I yeah I, I generally play when I'm alone. Right, okay. Yeah. Or, or when everyone else is asleep. And yeah. that, that's when I really, just really fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> Sound all the way up kind of thing. I love I love an eerie game like this also. Like, so, it's so of good course, with the headphones in. Yeah. Atmosphere, sure. Um, anyway, cool. Wilmot's Warehouse and uh, um, Blasphemous. Blasphemous. Excellent, excellent, excellent games. Yeah, Check it out, everybody. And uh, next week, we're going to be talking about uh, River City Girls. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, The Creature in the Well. And we're going to talk about Rad. Rad. Uh, so uh, make sure you stay tuned yep. to, to us for an entire week until yeah, the episode comes. Just I don't listen, know where I'm going Listen with that. to this podcast. I've got, ra- got a background in radio, everyone. Sometimes it's hard to uh, shake the old habits. But if you, uh, if you want to know more, make sure you follow us, follow us on Twitter at all the small game, or you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash all the small games. You're, you're going to post uh, those awesome games you're talking about from PAX. Yes, I will do a I'll do a Twitter thread of the uh, the trailers I've Unreal. got. So good. Yep. Um, if you want to follow Levens. Uh, on his personal socials, where should they go? At Levdog, D-A-U, oh, whatever. L-E-V-D-A-W-G. L-E-V-D-A-W-G. I'm at 16Tacos, 16 the number. Uh, yeah. 
let us know what you're playing, what you're loving, what you're hating. What are your dreams? The end. What are you feeling? Good night, everybody. What are you wearing? to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, 
a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.